1: Good morning, PTSD peeps. I hope this finds you well. It's great to be back with you, and it's great to be able to open up the Word of God and look at Christ's life and look at how it makes a difference in our life, how we can grab a hold of Him, and how the Holy Spirit of God ministers Christ to us, how He makes us witnesses, how He changes our lives. Kevin, we've been studying so much about this. I mean, it's just, I'm really touched by this idea of friendship, separation, unity, and now persecution, and these things we go through, and how God takes care of everyone brother how are you
2: brother i'm doing good you know uh, i'm as you're talking about persecution uh, i'm just thinking how am i we're doing great brother we're we're not looking out the window wondering if there's bombs going off like are you you know the missionary friend of mine in ukraine he's texting saying man there's bombs close by there's a drone overhead it's uh, and they're talking about drones that deliver lethal weapons so yeah we're we're doing good (laughs) Yeah,
1: there's so much going on in this world. It's always important that we hear from these people. And I I got a message yesterday from my brother in Ukraine in Kiev. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I just, my heart, and then all these friends in in Israel right now, this four-year-old when got out of the car from the Palestinians, slapped the Palestinians' hand when they went to help this four-year-old girl get out of the car, she slapped his hand and uh, both of her parents were killed and i'll tell you there's some resolve there's oh yeah debbie and i were listening to the news this morning out while we were out running errands and it's like whoa and uh, well, folks, I, you know, so these words come up and they show up, and and this word persecution over and over again. We've been talking about it in chapter fifteen, and as we move into chapter sixteen, it's still there. It's real, and uh, we're reminded in Second Timothy, that great letter that he wrote to the preachers, and yea, and all that live, uh, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And so he he's saying, hey Timothy, this is where it's at, man this pastoral epistle you know what if you live for me uh you know uh it's okay you know there's persecution in serving god the world wants to serve the devil uh you know, it's it's different. We live in a different place. Our soul, our spirit, the Holy Spirit of God ministering to us wants to serve the Lord, wants to love others. The world wants us to hate others, the world wants to alienate wants us to alienate others, the world wants us to uh be prejudiced against people who aren't just like us, maybe. But we're like, No way, man. We we serve a God that has no prejudices. We serve a God uh that doesn't hold anyone back and and, and of course we are not uh, uh anything without god but god helps us through these different things and i was listening to senator tim scott the other day and and he had dropped out of the presidential race i wish he would have won uh but as he was talking about the, the what the world uh what the world wants to impose on all of us is really not what we need god tells us what we need but it's what the world wants. And so remember that if the world hates you, it says in John 15, we just read it a little while ago, John 15, 18. If the world hates you just a couple days ago, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. And I could keep going with the verses. I'm going to save a couple for Kevin, but you know, it's, it's, it's far better, right? The Bible teaches us that. Um, that we suffer for well-doing. I I mean, think about this, Kevin. We suffer because Christ has suffered. We suffer because of our relationship with God. We suffer because we look at people as people who need a Savior, all being the same, rich, poor, indifferent, whatever the case may be. And uh, But the world hates that, brother.
2: Mm. Yes, sir. You know, the first time the word persecution or persecute, is found in the scriptures, is in Deuteronomy 37, and it's to Israel, and it's talking about those that persecuted Israel. And the last mention is the woman, which is Israel, being persecuted by the dragon. Um, And so again, you know, it's God's people, it's Israel to begin with, it's Israel to end with, Um, and, and then in between we've got the church, and the church has been persecuted, you know, in these, like we talked about in the beginning, why we're so thankful that we, we're we still in a country where there's no one typically trying to kill us for our faith. But, you know, what is persecution? I was thinking about this while you were talking, and I didn't look it up, but I know that you mentioned being persecuted for righteousness' sake, and that's, you know, the biblical idea of, that we're describing is you and I have a desire in Christ, through Christ— by the Holy Spirit to live for him. We do a terrible job. We fail them all the time, but there are people that no amount of, of uh, humility, no amount of doing right by them, doing right for them is going to be good enough and um, and they're gonna persecute you. And and by the way, persecution is a classic uh, tool of narcissists because a narcissist, is someone who, among other things, you can never be good enough to please. You can never be right enough. You can never be submissive enough. You can never be humble enough. You have to, um, you have to bow down. You have to please them. You have to live for them. You have to cajole them. You have to make their life first. And uh, if it's unfortunately, if God comes first in your life, it's sooner or later, it's going to uh, come to a a parting of ways, and there's going to be a watershed where you're going to have to either choose God or pleasing them, and at that point, your loyalty for God is tested. But uh, you know the scripture says, uh, uh, "Who can, who is able to stand before envy?" you know, who can do it? You can't do it. You're never, you can never be good enough for someone that envies you. So persecution typically in your life or my life is done by someone who really envies, you know, they, they, they can't live right. They don't have the motivation to live right. They can't get the blessing of God. They've been trying it. They've been trying to manipulate their way through it. This could be a pastor. This could be um, the drunk next door. It could it's just someone who resents the fact that you have peace and joy that they don't have, and you're going to do right. So they're going to call you goody-two-shoes. They're going to call you miserable. They're going to call you someone that thinks you're better than them. And you'll never be right enough. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be loving enough and submissive enough. And, you know, those are the kind of people that you just got to serve God. And uh, and going back to what we talked about the other day, we may need to, to break with them. But, yeah, it's persecution is a terrible thing when you go through it. It's horrible. But, uh, you know, the persecutor of the Lord, he, he had zero fault. So how much more, Doug, are they going to persecute me uh, and you who have plenty of faults? And uh, but just because they do pick out, I need to remember this myself, just because they do pick out a valid fault to go after you does not mean that the ultimate agenda is not to bring you down off of a position of closeness to God, because that's ultimately what Satan went after Israel, and he did it successfully, and uh, he got Israel away from God, and Doug, I don't want to be that person that falls away from God, because... uh, the accuser of the brethren through someone else has just made life so miserable for me. I said, well, yeah, I can never do, never be good enough. I'm just going to quit. Yeah.
1: There's so much truth there. And, and the thought of persecution from a narcissist, they, you know, they're going to pick on one thing of you and beat the snot out of you. But persecution we know is another word for prejudice, right? They they persecute us because of our basis of ethnicity, religion, sexual uh, you know, whether we're male or female political beliefs, family, religious beliefs, you guys get it. Right. And, and so we live in a world that wants to persecute and exactly what Kevin saying. And they, and, and some people will harp on that. They just, they, this is so ingrained within these narcissists. I don't believe Kevin, in my mind, you know, a narcissist cannot be a Christian bottom line. I just, there's yeah. no connection there. No. The Holy Spirit of God cannot be ministering to somebody who's going around and just fragging people and tearing them apart and throwing them upside down. I'm sorry. It, it's just not happening. A narcissist cannot minister. And, and man, you guys are hearing my uh, Alexa here in the background. <laughs> I shut up my phone and uh, old Alexa wanted to talk to me here, my, my uh, uh, Amazon thing there. But remember that God is above all that and we are above all that that. and that's the coolest thing ever but and if you suffer for righteousness sake happy are ye and be not afraid of their terror neither be troubled over in first timothy three again and we could look on that and we we talked about that it is better right uh if the will of god be so that you suffer for well doing than evil doing so god's reminding us that we we just do what's right we trust what's right god is truth we follow god in through that like kevin said there's gonna be the knuckleheads. Through that, there's going to be the narcissist. Through that, but the raisin, uh, the cream always rises to the top and way above what we rise to is this God uh, that we can't even fathom or imagine. We just trust him. We move forward. And people are going to hurt us. You know, raise your hand if you've ever been hurt. I want you to know there's ha- hands raised on five continents yep. right now. And uh, we've been there. We've all been there. We, And, and it's a sad thing. Uh, to think about some of the people that can hurt us. And it's almost like we're bred that way, you know, uh, uh, among families and stuff. So only God can break that cycle, brethren. Only God can change those things in our life. Only God can bring people through that. So hang with us. We'll be right back with you.
0: Doug will return shortly.
1: Right away here in, in chapter 16, starting in verse one, give, God gives us this purpose. The Lord gives us this purpose for his words and what he's saying, what he's doing. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. It's like, wow, get these things right. You know, love each other, trust one another, trust me, I'm the vine, you're the branch uh get your you know, what you plug into is where you get your power from. We talk about that all the time. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. In these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said, not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. And, and, you know, right away, we know the purpose of God's word, so we won't be offended. So we'll get it. So we're not going through that. We're not living that life. And, and, and again, he's forewarning disciples. He's forewarning us. Uh, that we're going to face some excommunication from churches and synagogues and crazy things. i've been there man uh i'm telling you you know I, I i couldn't have been stabbed any harder than a guy i hired as pastor and um and and you know folks listen it's god they're persecuting it's not you and uh, and i'll tell you these people who are doing the persecuting these narcissists these guys you can't you can't sell me on their saved i don't believe it I just don't believe it. The more I read God's word, I, I'm just not seeing the Holy Spirit of God uh, doing a work in their hearts. I'm just not seeing them ministering to people. It's all about them. It's never been about God. And then, you know, and he goes on, he's talking in verse three about this ignorance of the father and Christ and uh, because they, they don't know God. He's saying these people don't know me. And, uh, and, and, he, and he, I love this where he says, but you know what? I want to prepare you. You know, these things, you're going to remember these things. These things are going to get you through. And there's a progression, I think, as we finish up with these verses, Kevin, where, you know, I'm going to depart. You have a responsibility to be prepared, to teach these things, to live these things, to trust me. And, and Kevin, we, you know, we as Christians in the name Christian, we should stand out. We serve Christ. We live for Christ. We live for Christ. We trust Christ.
2: Yes, yes. I was uh, going to look up the verse. I can't think of the exact verse, but a persecutor, like we're reading here, and you talked about it so good, so well. What you were saying there—that uh, these are the people that they um, they they operate on on a on a paradigm of uh, this is different than the things of God. Again, narcissists are the ones that crucified Jesus Christ. That's, and they tend to gather themselves. You know, they're like wolves. Jesus said wolves in sheep's clothing. So we're talking about people that can very easily show up among the flock. But when they when they do their work, they generally have a pack they resort to. So there's a party line. There's a camp that they hang out in, the camp of the wolves. And, and it's, it's people that operate on the 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 paradigm, the the dynamic of the flesh versus the spirit, and that's what you were kind of hitting on a little bit there, Doug, with uh, the person that was a narcissist in your life. You're a narcissist. I know the narcissist in my life, someone from outside the family that came in to that tried to destroy a wrecker and a, a just a just a, a predator an evil person, uh, someone with, uh, what's it say there? And in fact, you read the book of Jude, the book of second Peter, and it just exudes narcissism because it talks about these people with, um, bold speeches, you know, they're just emboldened against God, but, but it says, in fact, I want to look this up while I'm, uh, talking here, but in second, in second Peter, it talks about that uh, they're false prophets. In other words, they have something to say. They have something to say, and they're, they're pretending to, to speak on the behalf of right, something that's right, something that's God. Now, the right may be a woke right, and today it's a woke Christianity, so they're going to speak in a way to defend, uh, to pretend to defend the oppressed of, by the Christian faith. And that's what I certainly saw that time, that uh, it's it's someone that came in, you know, a deconstructionist, someone that was trying to quote recover, help people to recover. But really, while there are recovering <clears throat> You know Christians who are uh, have been hurt and they're and they're just confused and they want to be right under God before God. There are those that that were hurt they were legitimately legitimately hurt by someone within Christianity, but they instead turn to deconstruction. And it turns out that uh, deconstruction is actually destruction because they end up trying to destroy the people and persecute those that still are you know that have peace and joy in their heart from serving God you know, with the Bible and the word of God. But uh, this is what it uh, says here that um, uh, talks about railing accusation uh, before God, having eyes full of adultery, they're forsaken the right way, and uh, wells without water, clouds that are carried about with a tempest. So, you know, there are people that are wolves in sheep's clothing, the, the thunder sounds, the wind blows, but there's no rain. <laughs> and in other words, they they come so close to the power of God. You know, they have a form of godliness, but in the end, they deny the power of it. And there's no changed lives. Rather, there's destroyed lives of those that are trying to serve God. And uh, it's a horrible thing to behold. I've seen it up close, and it's a terrible thing that a narcissist um, is the persecutor so often. They did it to Jesus Christ. They said, we can't take him down, but we can sure try to destroy those that believe in him. And so they went after the simple faith of people like uh, Peter and, and people like uh, uh, the disciples. And, and uh, Judas turned out to be a narcissist as well, wolf in sheep's clothing. But, um, Doug, you know, I don't want to be someone that's just uh, stuck on stupid, that doesn't know the difference between deconstruction and healing, that instead can say, you know what? I know the devil's mean, and I know what the devil does through people to persecute me is mean, but that's on the other side of God. God's over here on the opposite side saying, my son's been through this. He stayed humble. He prayed for those that persecuted him. Why don't you do the same and let me take you through this thing? And I can say that it works. With Jesus Christ, it is possible to go through uh, some persecution, brother.
1: Yeah, that's all good. It's 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 possible. They're they're there. The knuckleheads are there, but we serve something higher. And, and just what Kevin's saying that you know we can name, uh, you know we can name the things done to us. We can name the people who've done them to us. But God wants us to name Him and say, you know what, you know we, we're gonna be we're prepared for persecution because we have Christ, and we're going through persecution because we serve Christ. And, uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to have faith in the face of, you know, persecution, opposition, whatever you call it, we're going to have faith in God. We're going to trust his promises, uh, we're, you know, uh, we got to remember that these people out there are against Christianity, they're ignorant of what God can do for them. We, you know, when we're not being hurt, we try to share the gospel. We invite them to church. We, we do those things, but remember the value is in God. The value is in Jesus teaching. So, so coming out of here and, and he tells his disciples and I, I'm moved by this that he tells his disciples now remember everything I taught you remember my words remember what I'm telling you to do get this right and we as a people and and I'm talking about Christians Christendom you know we as Christians as a whole as Billy Graham said many years ago and I like this statement and he said you know we're eight miles long and eight miles wide and two inches deep and because we, to remember the words, you have to study the words to remember the words. You got to hide them in your heart to remember. And, and I applaud you folks. Here you are listening right now on your radio station and, and going through these things, but to remember Christ's words, read your Bibles, brethren, study your Bibles, lock yourself in. We serve a great God. There's nothing that can pull us out of his hands. And, uh, and we just, we, we need to have our joy in God, we need to have our joy in those things and not worry about this world. And when we do that, man, things are going good. Well, we sure do love you folks. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We're gonna be talking about conviction and how God uses that in our lives. May God bless you. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.